everybody, and welcome back to Vampire. This is going to be the first drop from Season 2, which is not really Season 2. It's like an uh, intermediary time montage. I think it's OVA is what it's called in anime worlds. Um, we didn't edit this because there's a lot of discussion. Some of it involves some character advancement stuff. Some of it involves just other things going on and inventing new NPCs, that kind of stuff. Um, so next week will be the first episode of season two as per normal, all edited nice and cleaned up and everything else that we usually do. So, uh, enjoy. Now recording. It is June 30th, 2021. It's time for a montage. When we last saw our coterie, they had just attended the emergency Elysium, where many lives were changed for the foreseeable future. We're going to time skip ahead six months to the next uh, to the next main focus of the the game, the campaign, the chronicle, as it were. Uh, but just because we're skipping ahead doesn't mean that our characters aren't still doing stuff. So we're going to bust through a few quick scenes of what the the PCs have been up to and just get a little insight as they settle into their new positions. They have new domain. They have a new job. They have people out of their way of advancement and one of them died. So just going to go sort of rapid fire through some of this stuff the next few days. Missy. As you are coming back over the next two nights to pick up Keith, you are required to blood bond him and make him fully your ghoul and take him under your employ. In addition, in for working with the uh, working with the prince, she wants you closer and has set you up in this new apartment. When Keith finds out, he's not exactly thrilled about it. He has heard from Carol that. You are of Clan Malkavian, and he knows a little bit about the different clans of the, the kindred nightlife. And he is not thrilled with the idea of being bound to someone who has been described as belonging to a clan of lunatics, crazy people, and mentally unstable. How does Missy handle this situation? Yep, she's going to uh, be calm and, and sh she'll listen to, to what he's saying and, and inside scream about stupid Carol. And ask Keith, have you ever met any Malkavians? I've never, uh, I've never had personal dealings with them, only when Miss Jackson required my, my presence for her security when she would talk to people. Okay. Do I seem like a lunatic to you? He's going to look from you to the prince who's in the room because the prince wants to observe all of this blood bonding and stuff to make sure that things are at least initially done properly. And the prince gives him a wave in that and tells him that you may speak freely. This is not a situation where you will be immediately killed unless... And then she motions to Missy, where it's like, it's going to be your goal, your property to do with what you will. 
he squares his shoulders, rolls them back, and is going to say, you, you seem like a child. I've got nieces your age. Wow. So I may seem, but I don't seem crazy. And really, it's, it's just most of the time a misunderstanding there. Octavians are on a spectrum. Some are at the extreme end, and others like me are at the more mild end. But if you feel that you can't trust me and you don't want to protect me and you don't think I can protect you, then looking at the prince, I guess we'll have to go the other route. He looks from you, he looks to the prince, and he looks down onto her desk where the same knife that Coco was given the other night to feed blood to Jade that first time. And he looks at it for a second before picking it up and handing it to you. And he says that I'm between a rock and a hard place here, and uh, neither option is super great, but at least this one keeps me breathing. Good. Good. I'm, I'm looking at the prince. Very proud. Handled that pretty well. In my head, I'm saying that. Good. And she'll do what she needs to do with the knife and begin the bonding. He is taken out of the room, and then uh, you'll repeat the process over the next two nights. Perhaps it is the second night when you come back that the prince, before bringing him in, has a small discussion with you and asks, how have you been developing your disciplines? Have you branched out? Um, no, no, no. Not really. I just focus on what I what I know. Not had an opportunity to to learn anything really new. Pulls out the knife again and sticks it next to her within her reach. If you would like, your your new position will require a degree of speaking with people and interacting with them, getting their attention. I would be willing to instruct you in the use of some of my disciplines to make this job easier for you. Looks uh, shocked. That would be great. I, I'm surprised you would be willing. Like that's, wow, no, that, that would be great. I, I would love to learn anything. You want to show anything that's going to help me do this job better to, to make you look good. Do not want to set you up for failure, Miss Gray. I am aware that you will face numerous challenges to your position and to your stature and to your status in the Camarilla and the rest of the city. She rolls up her sleeve of her suit and picks up the knife. I will start you on your path upon your basics within the the disciplines that it is on you to develop them further. And with that, she puts a cut down her wrist and comes around the table to stand next to you, squeezes her hand it to a fist a couple of times to get that vitae going, and offers it towards you for you to drink. Yeah. Missy will drink. What do you think that the bl- prince's blood tastes like? Hmm. I'm thinking it's it's kind of like a like a 
like a honey and kind of sweet spices, but there's also this like smoky taste to it. Uh, like a, a sandalwoody, cedarwood, vanilla-y taste as well. Like it, it's sweet, but it's also there's a darkness in there. So if you had to put that down into like three words, like a, a spiced honey yeah. mead? Sure. If you have to boil it down to three words. I mean, you said it's like... the prince. You said like 50, <laughs> so... You know. It's complex. <laughs> like being a prince. <laughs> exactly. Like a spiced honey. Uh, I don't know. I'll fucking let you put that into a few words. Cool. And then you spend the next two nights blood bonding Keith, moving into this new apartment that is more centralized to where the prince needs you. Um, need. She sends you to Emma Conway who is a Toreador in the city, fairly recent to the city, but is a tailor and into to clothing and fashion for you to update your look for your posi- your new position. Which will obviously take some time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Coco. Yeah? You have Jade back. Your your bestest of friends is is yours now. In these times over the next two nights where uh, you go to meet with the prince and to to complete the process, the prince has made it very clear that you are responsible for, for Jade and that she can and will be punished for transactions against the Camarilla and Kindred Society. How are the next few days and nights of adjustments between the two of you, given that she is now your ghoul and blood bonded to you? Well, she was like a little surprised at first, you know, but I think that, I think that she's happy. Like we're good. I was just like, so excited to like go home. Like we can, we're going to live together. We're going to be roommates and stuff, which we've been talking about doing for like ever, but like now we're officially full on going to do it. So we're both really excited about that. Do you think that Coco thinks being a vampire is cool and that Jade feeds off that? What do you think? Yeah, because like, so Jade has always thought that I was cool. Like first, when we first met, like I, she had like super cool hair and I was like, oh my God, like your hair is so cool. And she was like, oh my God, like you're so cool. And then that's how we like, we're friends. So she's like, oh my God. Uh, if we ever asked what Coco's blood tastes like. I wouldn't know. I don't eat myself. I mean, I guess that's fair. Um, I guess that's something I'll have to think on as to what your your blood ends up tasting like for her. How often do you feed her? Are we home yet, or is she still with the prince? After like two or three days. Uh, well, after two more nights, because like on that first night you fed her once, second, third night you're allowed to take her home. And I imagine then you go to your apartment. Uh, actually, no, probably not your apartment yet. Maybe just crashing at hers because we have to figure out how you and Art settle your your missing person situation. Yeah, her mom would like never ever notice if I was there anyway. So like I can hide. She can hide me. Like her mom's like barely home if she's ever even home anyway. 
So like followed all the rules. Okay. Did all of the right things. And then like, obviously the first night we got home, she like wanted to get high. And I was like, not going to say no, because like makes perfect sense to me. And then like the only way that like I can kind of get high anymore is by like tasting some of like her blood. Mm -hmm. And then like, I, I accidentally took maybe a little bit too much you know, she was just like a little sleepy. So then I like gave her a little bit of mine thinking that that was going to help. And like, it, it just been like kind of like a blur, you know what I mean? And Jade was loving the double high of hitting your stash, mixing and matching all that stuff. And then you mix in the ecstasy of the kiss and then feeding off of you. Uh, is It just a- feels so good, man. Right? So all kinds of crazy shit that you guys got up to. I mean, like she's my best friend. Yeah, obviously. And now, you know, forever, literally forever. Cool. Art and Jimmy between your combined security of Jimmy's guys, his watchmen, his herd, his people that man the mall and arts, digital and electronic security. You spot a guy that's been sort of lurking around the mall, looking suspicious, clearly looking for something, but never engages with any of the actual security. In Art's digging in his electronic systems, his backups, his recordings, you've come to identify this man as the police officer that worked for Carol, came here when Carol got killed, and was the one that switched the tracking bracelet from Coco to Summer. What do you do with this information? This is the next few nights after everything popped off. One second, hiccups. Yeah. Well, this seems like an easy cop in our pocket. I agree. Having somebody in law enforcement will be very useful for us. Do you want him for yourself, or should I take him on? If you do not mind, I think I will have uh, I will work with him directly. Although we may place him into the same kind of uh, pool that uh, Ryan is put into. Well, that's the exact answer I wanted to hear. Thank you. Mm. I will put a pin in the fact that you and I need to sit down and build a cool one of these nights. Yeah. All right, so next time Jimmy hears about it, he'll try and talk to him. Guy's been coming around during the day and uh, just kind of poking around and looking for things. So he's at least knowledgeable enough about some of the the kindred shenanigans. Does he go to the same places? Like when he shows up to, to sniff around, is it always the same place? Uh, it's kind of the mall in general, checking out some of the shops that are closed, but he doesn't like go into the shops. He'll go in and talk to Madame Fina and just kind of be a little uh, customer-ish. But he's obviously doing it in plain clothes, not in a police uniform, not driving up in a cop car or anything along those lines. No, so there's our in. So I was going to tell Nick that if he sees him, tell um the cop 
that Nick is one of his ghouls and that Jimmy wishes to speak to him and come at night. Cool. Or tell Madam Fina to... Between Nick, Brian, Madam Fina, they are people who are uh, who are you are familiar with that you can get a message to him over the next couple of days. If Art doesn't want to go through the effort of tracking down his personal information and leaving ominous phone call messages. My God, of course I'm going to do that. <laughs> uh, I will apologize for our good friend Oz has been having some hiccup issues, which has got to be the worst. Yes. The worst. But he is soldiering on. Uh, Jimmy, you went to move into the apartment building that Walter was using as his base of operations. Yeah. I, I told Nick to get some of the guys to clean it out, get rid of all of Walter's old stuff and bring it into the mall. So art can pick through it on what he wants to keep. Um, and I'm having, uh, turning it into the ultimate eighties bachelor pad the worst ultimate it'll be wicked time will advance to during the next week you know week and a half cheshire has been found he's been taken care of as per what the tremere are willing to state on the fact and nobody's really pressing for questions because sometimes you don't want to know all those details and the city begins to settle down into a more yellow alert status. Everybody's kind of cautious and wary for more Sabbat activity in the city. But for the moment, it begins to return to a state of normalcy. Vampires, being immortal creatures, tend to take things very slow. So the alert is still raised, and people are still on the lookout, but... It is starting to to recede. Um, you were awarded a new section of domain from the prince for your actions and deeds in response to the situation that the city found itself in. Uh, you have a new club that is the main, let's say, attraction in your little section of the city. However, it is controlled by some Russians who use it to sell drugs or prostitution. They presumably have some organized or at least gang-level crime activities that they do. Has the Coterie interacted with it at all yet? I think Art would have introduced himself. Not sorry, not Art. Blah, 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 blah. Sorry. I think Jimmy would have introduced himself. I mean, Art would have been there. But no, Art would not have introduced himself for obvious reasons. Yes. So you just kind of roll in like you're a big dog. Um, hmm. So it's a club. Jimmy mm-hmm. is going to go in. And First, does Coco know that you're going to a club? And like, are you taking her? Well, that's a good point. This is a club. This is more of Coco's scene. So yes, Jimmy will. Uh, yeah, Coco, you want to? I'm going clubbing. You want to come with me? Shut up. You are not going clubbing. Like, all by yourself? Well, I did invite you, didn't I? 
okay like yeah i would love to go i can't wait um just gonna get changed real quick though okay because this is like not it at all all right um it's owned by the russian mobs so uh just a heads up oh sounds spicy okay we need to introduce so on the drive there or maybe drive i don't know um so we need to introduce ourselves as we now are I, th- I think we need to make some sort of connection with them. Um I mean knowing art, he probably already knows them, but uh I want to make sure have a good spot to do karaoke that's not in our mall. So I'm going to try and convince them for that. Yeah, I totally support that message, like a hundred percent okay so like just really whatever you need you just let me know sweetie sure uh so when jimmy walks in with coco on his side or behind or following shortly after uh definitely not behind you are you kidding me right now you don't walk in front of the queen Uh, jimmy has awe on so i think he's the king Still, I'm not following behind you in like your little shadow. No, thank you. All right. Well, Jimmy would go up to the the bar and uh, you know asking about yeah, is there a karaoke night ever? That'd be great to have here. Maybe I could talk to someone who's in charge to set up. Coco dips right from him and the bar and goes and is like dancing in front of the stage and kind of like making eyes at the DJ and stuff. And whenever it's like seems like it's a good time, I kind of just like walk up and just like get chatting with him about like how much I love his music. It's so cute. If he'll if he'll even like give me any mind. <laughs> not super into doing a whole bunch of dice rolls for this so i will allow you guys to kind of narrate how this goes as to as to how it kind of resolves itself okay so my thought would be jimmy gets to meet with some like a manager or something who has ties Mm -hmm. um get the most important part of uh making sure there's a uh karaoke night like once a month or something nothing amazing and uh uh what was it i was gonna say something else um also let him know that he has um some criminal ties and he knows who he's talking to and would like to be set up sometime for um meeting with the russians because he could buy some hopefully buy some uh Supplies for distribution or whatever. Sure. Uh, the guy's like, yeah, sure. There's karaoke. You got it. Uh, and Coco, you get to flirt with the DJ a little bit. Um, who gives you a... Wait, do I still have that page around? Hold on. I'm making connections, first of all, okay, and, like, maybe getting his, like, his number so that, like, I can call him in case we need, like, a party in the future, a DJ or something, like, Ovs. 
Oh man, I I hate you, Art, as you write. Club. I'm not even try to pronounce that. This club is named Costume. It means suit. It is cold suit, tr- short for track suit. <laughs> so I guess I it's, it's it. terrible. Uh, Art, did you go with them invisibly, or are you? Oh yes. Okay. Um, you will easily be able to tell as Russians are, you know, Russians. <laughs> it sounds terrible. I'm sorry to anybody out there who is actually Russian, but you know, when you're a a hardened criminal who is dealing with other hardened criminals, you there's a, a game recognizes game. Um, this guy, while you do get his name and his likeness, and we'll know who he is. Um, does not take Jimmy seriously at all. Well, that is a Jimmy problem. Yeah. But it is, it is something you will know just from interacting with criminals, in particular criminals of the Russian variety. And Jimmy's going to make sure that he gets told about when the next karaoke night is and uh, gives him his phone, cell phone to uh, text him when it's set up. And if he doesn't he and if he doesn't hear within a month of when there's a karaoke night, he'll pay another visit and not be as kind. Cool. Now you do still have your karaoke bar being rebuilt as per your request of the Camarilla. Oh, that's right. That is something that's taking a little bit of time because they have to close out the investigation and the insurance of the bar that burnt down, and then you've got to clear all of the the rubble away and make sure everything is cool so there's no further gas leaks or anything along those lines before you can re- begin rebuilding. I mean, everyone knows that karaoke is the true culture. The finest of culture. I don't think anybody knows that because it's not true. So he needs to make sure he spreads that culture with his magnificent voice. And 80s tunes. Cool. Moving along. Um... I guess I'll go right down my list here. So, Jimmy, now that the blood bond has fully taken a hold in Nick, how has his behavior changed, and how strongly have you bound him? Um, so I've bound him to the full six, I believe. Okay. Um, and then I was going to have him shared after that. Oh no, no. How does it work? Does if he shares with anyone, does it instantly break or? It doesn't instantly break, but it's one of those things where he's got a six with you and he can't get above a three with anybody else for that. Like he can't get fully bloodbound by anyone else. So you would have to wait for that six to, to crank all the way down. And yeah. then. And that would be six months, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what and, his plan is. And he would still need Vitae from other people during that six month time. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so right now he is at the start. He's working himself too hard to please Jimmy to the point where he's overworking himself and he's almost like sick from it would be my guess. Okay. So he's burned the candle at both ends going something like, you know, 18 hour days or whatever. Yeah. And he's actually dropping the ball a lot. And, um, Jimmy punishes him for it. Like smacks him up and not kind at all. Interesting. Uh, 
in the the conversations and education that you give him as to what it means to be a ghoul and stuff like that, um, you will find out that the night he took Ryan home, they had a bunch more drinks, and he got Ryan to spill some of the details of kindred lifestyle. So had you not moved to to bind to the begin binding when you did, it's one of those things of like, hmm, what would he have known as a masquerade breach? Yeah, he would have bound immediately into full strength just to show him why being bloodbound sucks and why sticking with Jimmy after the bloodbind is done will be better for him than trying to run off with another kindred. It's for his own good. Exactly. Wonderful. I'm just treating him how any other kindred would treat their ghoul. Very interesting statement, considering how several of the other kindred have treated their ghouls in the in the coterie. Yeah, Jimmy just what a dick. It's angry now and again. Yeah, cool. He's agreed not to hit other members of the coterie, so so he's got to hit Nick for a bit until he gets someone else. What an absolute trash person. Yep. Cool. Next, Art. Raven has come by for her to follow up on the the boon and deal that you guys made about teaching her obfuscation. Mm-hmm. How has that education been going? How is your what is your methods for teaching her to to use the powers of your discipline? Um Schadenfreude for art mainly. Um, so he teaches Raven obfuscation by getting her to understand that um, the initial pieces about it are literally being a wallflower. You you read this book, or maybe it was movie. I do not remember. Perks of being wallflower. This is same thing. This obfuscation works by convincing somebody you are not re- really there. You are not really there. And by doing so, you fade from the mind of the people who walk in and perceive you. It's just this, you have to feel it. You have to tell the world with your mind. I'm not really here. Don't worry about me. This is going to be very difficult for you because I know how you like to party and go on your Tinder dates. But it's time to put phone away. When you mentioned the Tinder date, she does roll her eyes. She says it's an easy way to find idiots to feed off of. Okay, 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 I get that. So here's what we shall do. You are going to go on Tinder date. You are going to, to you are going to swipe swipe the right. And then you are going to sit where you are supposed to sit. And you just let the world know with your mind, with your with your being that you are not there. That that there is nothing here to be noticed. And if your date sees you it means you need to keep working. 
But if he doesn't and he sits, where he is supposed to sit? And he looks lost because you're not there because you ghosted him. That's how you know it is working. Plus, it gives you good time to see how he treats the wait staff. The wait staff. It takes her a couple of times to, to kind of figure it out and to work on it. And even, you know, you guys have nothing but time as immortal creatures, but you guys hang out a couple of times. She'll offer, uh, she'll remind you that you know she's going to owe you one and that kind of thing because you know official mm-hmm. boon and stuff. Um, but you guys will spend some time doing this, uh, and eventually, and eventually she does start to to pick it up and get it working for her. Which I'm sure can not have any ramifications in the future. Depends on how many dots she buys in it. Oh, I I would love for her to buy three dots that means that she can't be tracked by electronics as somebody who's into electronics and totally would not raise hell. I know. But that's because I've got other ways of dealing with that. <laughs> Always find a way to catch yourself. Because somebody else will do it too. Yep. Uh, you guys are buddies anyway, so it's not like she would do horrible activist things to you. I mean, they're both horrible activists. Just, just different kinds, or maybe even not diff- that not that different. I don't think they're all that different. No, I think she's just the more active version of some of the stuff Art is up to, where Art will do it slow burn behind the scenes. She will. Go burn a place down. Sure. One of the issues that the prince had brought up was the fact that Coco is still a missing person, that her father is using his influence to keep the case open and generally make things difficult for the Camarilla. Art being the adoptive sire of Coco and Coco being the person in question, you're to to shut this down and return things to a nice, not quite status quo, but to the point where it's not causing an issue. How do the two of you solve this problem? Well, I thought you said that text message or whatever, that email to my dad, right? Well, I don't know if he he checked it, but we will just use route that Carol fucking Jackson was going to to use. You have landed a big um, sponsor, and you had to leave for a t- for a time, uh, very unexpectedly, in order to get the the details, which you will be working on in your spare time. And while you were gone, somebody broke into your apartment. That is being taken care of, and now you are back. And it turns out you dropped your phone stepping off of the tarmac and it was crushed by the um the the wheelie the wheelie staircase thing when you were flown to oh i don't know um you pick a nice place full of rich people oh um somewhere your family does not go or um, has any contacts well then like definitely not the hamptons that was like my first choice but no, he would know. What about like Cabo? I haven't been there in like years. I love it in Cabo. And Cabo is a little 
middle class. Take that back right now. I will not. It is like me vacationing on Dacha near Kiev. Okay, well, like, Bali? Bali is good, still very touristy. However, I think if we used Bali as third-party meeting place for somebody from, um, oh, let's say Singapore or maybe even um, maybe even Hong Kong or Tokyo or or <clears throat> wealthy entrepreneur from Mumbai, that may also work. He may have wanted to get a little handsy. You kept it strictly strictly business. He relented. You are going to do big works. You will be gone many days. But it is also giving you funding to open your own art gallery so you can gain more traditional clients that will keep your family happy. I love this story. But, like, what happened when he got handsy? How did I shut him down? How would you normally shut someone down? This is not something that I can give the story of. This is this is all you. If I was to suggest it, they they would know it was fake right away. How would you shut somebody down if they were getting handsy? Like it depends on if I like them or not, honestly. And like this is a rich, super rich guy. Like I might just have let him. Okay, so maybe we gloss over that. We let this. We let the silence uh, tell the story. Yeah, is he cute? Is is if he was cute, like for sure. I can do some facial recognition, do some modeling, put together a an AI generated face. Yeah, he will be he will be somewhat handsome. I will give him uh, cheekbones of Christopher Pine. Alright, like no offense, like you're really, really cool, but like I don't think that you're a model, so sorry. No, that that is good joke. Not what I mean. I mean, I will use software to create three-dimensional image of face of person who does not exist. It will take me a couple of minutes. I will make him exist. Yawn, yawn, yawn. I'm over this conversation now. Okay, but like, I'm good, right? My dad will totally believe it. Good. And just tell them you're still jet-lagged from being on the opposite side of the world, and uh, you will come by some evenings. Your family will want to see you, and they will set up a a dinner at some place, some place fancy, and uh, there will be hugs and questions. And you will have been somewhat prepared for this by Art. Art, do you attend this little dinner? Of course, I do. Standing there, whispering little corrections into her ear as she tells the stories to her family. Well, yes, I would have done it via earpiece. Sure. But there were complaints, so yes, I will be standing there in area where I will not be disturbed. Unseen. But nearby. I will assume that Coco is of life so that she can eat that evening and have a wonderful dinner with her family. It doesn't taste all of that great. It's It's no blood, that's for sure. 
No, it was pretty disappointing because like the um, lasagna here is like my favorite in the entire city, and like it just tastes like trash. Yeah, you will know though that you can cross off your list that garlic does nothing to vampires because you had your lasagna later that evening after hugs and love use and all of that stuff. You get back to wherever it is you're staying at this point. Perhaps even had your new apartment with just you and Jade. As the sun begins to come up, you feel a a rumbly in your tumbly. And you find yourself vomiting all of that lasagna into the toilet or wherever it is that you are. And it is just a bloody gross mess. Everything that you ate at dinner comes up. And it is just disgusting. Oh, that's horrible. That's the worst feeling in the world is to get sick. Oh, I I, I can't even look at that lasagna. It is fairly identifiable because it has not been even attempted to be digested. And Jade is there holding your hair and rubbing your back. And then as you succumb to the day sleep, she gets you into bed. Tucks you in. Yeah, gotta tuck in your bestie. She loves you now, even more. Yeah, it's more like actual love. Continuing on. Best friend stuff, you guys wouldn't understand. God. Yeah, they're they're dumb. They don't have friends. With this in mind, as you've had some time to yourself without having to stay in the mall and having the rest of the coterie looming over top of you or imminent threats of being destroyed and killed. And the city itself kind of calming down. How have you learned more about your supernatural gifts? How have you experimented and tried to find out what you can do? So it was like a lot of meditation. Because like I know I'm not supposed to talk about her anymore. But that's like what my vampire mommy kind of like told me to kind of do. So I like meditated and like tried to like talk to like my inner beast right and then one day like I was just like staring and like thinking and like really hard and like opening that third eye you know what I mean and like all of a sudden my nails started to grow but they weren't like my nails you know what I mean they were like monster hands you have that scene at the end of the Edward Norton Hulk movie where his eyes just flash green you feel your hands growing out into your your big monster claws, but they look more more functional. They're more dexterous in your hands, like you can manipulate things with them and fucking murder shit with them. Yeah, so like getting them to come out was like pretty easier than I like scared myself and like you know like accidentally scratched the um like curtain and like ripped it and so that was bad so that needs replaced but then like making them go back was like a lot harder it took me like a couple days of like focus focus so i was like kind of holed up in my apartment just like trying to like in and out you know what i mean situation because like i get them out and then now i can't go anywhere because like i can't put them away again it was ridiculous but eventually you you learned how to control it figured it out uh i imagine you called up elizabeth and she gave you a little bit of a hand with some of that stuff as she is 
your little big sister. Gave me a hand. Ha ha. But like, yeah, I mean, I really wanted to like get to know her because she seems kind of cool and clearly I can need help. I mean, I couldn't leave because oh, just like, rrr, rrr, and then there they were. So yeah, she she's pretty cool. Look forward to more of that education going on with her. Uh, but you have a, a couple of other powers that you have picked up over your time as a vampire. Have you exper- experimented with any of those? In particular, the, the Cloak of Shadows and the Soaring Leap. So the I figured out that I could kind of be like almost like a little invisible, like totally by accident. So I was so frustrated with like my hands. Okay. And I was just like, you know, like wishing that I could just like disappear and Jade like freaked out and like, where the hell did you go? Like, look, apparently I just accidentally went disappeared. So that was new. And the soaring leap, like, I don't really remember. Like my vampire mommy kind of taught me that. Or no, that was Cat's Grace, right? Yeah, Soaring Leap's the the Superman jump. Um, I had to save Jade because she was like, she was drunk. She was like ready to like fall. We were on this balcony, okay, and like she was up there, and I was like down on the ground, and like she almost fell off of the balcony, and I like had to save her. So like before I even knew it, like I jumped and like grabbed her and it really like scared the shit out of like both me because she was strong she had no fucking clue what happened but like yeah you just kind of ended up on that balcony you're like oh shit how did i get up here yeah and then like i kind of fell forward and like onto the balcony and like took her down with me and gave her like a black eye and it was like a whole thing she was kind of mad the next day but like when I told her that like I saved her life like it was okay she's very forgiving well very forgiving of you and the things that you do cool Missy Raven had mentioned a party that was coming up right before Halloween until everything went to hell but things calmed down and you were able to go to this party um, there was a young woman you spotted there. She looked out of place. She had a bright yellow sundress and some glasses and a cute little matching purse, which really didn't fit the whole goth industrial scene that this party was taking place at. When Raven came up to you to be like, hey, you know, what's going on? Uh, your attention went off of this young woman and she was gone when you looked back for her. Did Coco come with you to this party? And did anything else interesting happen at this party? Of course, Coco came with. She invited herself after she found out I was going to a party. I love parties! Mm -hmm. And we have to spend time together because we're friends. (laughs) I like it when you say it like that, like friends. I don't think anybody saw the air quotes I was doing, but I'm pretty sure they heard them. I sure did. <laughs> um, as far as anything else happening? Um, Doesn't have to. No, it's just, no. A, 
Just a whole bunch of oons, oons, oons. Oons, 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 and apparently stuff happening on a balcony. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, maybe maybe that's where it happened. Maybe this is where maybe Coco that's where, it happened. Where, where Jade got super drunk. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think anything else happened. Uh, Doesn't have to. Yeah, okay. Cool. A few months will pass. Uh, and apparently somebody's setting up fireworks outside, so that'll be wonderful. Uh, summer has come back around to your domain. This is probably the first time in the last two, three months that you've seen her assumingly getting an education in all things vampire. She looks good cleaned up. The Venture would never let one of their own drag their image down, so you can assume that before her embrace, she got a nice spa treatment, got her hair did, cleaned up, got a few things just kind of making her look presentable, nails done, whatever. Uh, she comes primarily to Jimmy and Art down at the down at the mall and asking for assistance with feeding. Everyone knows that the Ventru have a specific palate that is more refined, they would put it, than everyone else. And she, in a moment of openness and, let's say, vulnerability with everyone, explains that it is easiest for her to feed off of poor people. And down here at the mall, there is an abundance of poor people. So she asks for permission to feed occasionally within your domain, as is Camarilla Law. What kind of deal do you guys make? Well, we are... The, the club opens up, what, next Friday? Is it uh, art? Yes, we have soft open Wednesday and then grand opening on Friday. All right, so you're free to drop by then, and uh, we'll make sure that uh, everyone there knows, well, not everyone, but the important people know that you're allowed to feed there. But, um, yeah, what, 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 do you have anything to offer us in return? Well, it- as it turns out, uh, and she kind of looks to Art for a moment and it's like, but doesn't say anything. The the members of my clan, and it sounds a little awkward coming out of her mouth, as though she's not quite used to it herself. Well, they have an image to maintain and thus won't let uh, financially insolvent, I believe the term is that they, they say, uh, Ventrum exists. So over the past months, I have had bank accounts and stuff set up with significant funds in them that I'm not really sure how to handle because it's way more money than I ever thought I would ever have. Art's going to look at Jimmy. What's the belt, Ryan? You want to offer Ryan to help with the financials? As long as she makes the same payment to him that everybody else does. I'll have to bring Ryan in on that, see what he thinks. Brian flips open. Oh, sorry. Jimmy flips open his. Actually, would it be a flip phone? Yes, it would be. It'd be a flip phone. (laughs) Jimmy flips open his flip phone, goes, scrolls, takes him a while to scroll, 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 scroll. Ryan, yeah. And it's it's a T9, so it's very, very slow texting saying, uh, meet me at the cafeteria. Is that what it's called? No, the food court. Meet me at food court. Send. 
and he'll respond, making sure everything's okay, and that he'll be over there as soon as he can. He comes by a few minutes later. Ryan, have you met Summer? The two of them look at each other. I, I don't think so. All right. Uh, Summer here is looking for some financial advice. And, um, uh, what, investment opportunities, I believe, Summer? Yeah, yeah, let's say that. Um, so I was wondering if you could put her in contact with some of your people or, and help her out if needed, unless you're stretched too thin already. Ryan looks over to you and is like, this, like, real work or like uh, oh, kind of asking whether or not she's, she's in the social club. Us. Yeah, she's one of us. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, he's sorry, like, yeah, sorry. we can and then he says to her, he's like, yeah, we can we can sit down. Uh, hold on. And he pulls out his phone. Or he pulls out his wallet, gives her a card, which she takes. He's like, yeah, I'll I'll call you and then we'll and he's like, yeah, no, we can we can do it. Um, um, what about one of those uh, things you were thinking of setting up, Art? Do we need more managers for that? I think that uh, perhaps for her to have some skin in the game, we make her the public face of the clinic, which will give her excuse to come down here and feed when she needs to. And he will explain... Um, the idea of the free clinic, like the dentistry clinic and stuff, like poor people healthcare, and how it will get them to congregate here further during active kindred times. Mm. And that if she is one of the public facing donors, it will show that she is responsible to, to her clan and it will also secure her feeding when necessary. And all it takes is a little bit of money that will be running through Roach anyway. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I also want to make it clear that we will be watching you. I don't typically trust Ventru too much, but money is involved, so there is some trust with that. She looks real offended by that statement for a moment, but doesn't say anything. Uh, let's be honest; I don't trust most kindred. What he means to say is that we are going to take security very seriously here because there are many more potentials for masquerade violations given what we are trying to do. We are offering you this as a sign of trust in you, Summer. <clears throat> I ignore clan and all kindred should be brothers and sisters of the night. But Jimbo here is much more conservative in his philosophy. I mean, hell, I don't like most Toreador, so... You don't like anybody. It's fine. I understand it. There's some cool bruja. Most of them are pretty pretty good. She will say most people don't like Toreadors. Shh. He stage whispered. <laughs> Um, cool. Coco. Yeah. What's your new living situation like? How you how have you and Jade arranged your your stuff? 
So totally got a two bedroom. Okay. Like had to get out of the old place because obviously it was wrecked. There was just like bad memories there. And I just couldn't, the vibe was not like there anymore for me. It's like, it's nice, like more open inside, like our like shared communal space is kind of just like one big room. And then, yeah, we got two bedrooms and I got the big one. Jade was very happy to let you have the bigger one. So we're just like kind of working on filling it with furniture. I have this idea and I'm like gathering all these like secondhand like wooden like furniture things and just like painting them. You know what I mean? Like they're going to be art pieces. Cool. So one of these nights you wake up as you as you do in your little apartment. And as you come out into the the shared space, the living room of your apartment, you see that there is a guy on the couch, sort of slumped, sort of laying over the one side, and you can smell blood in the air. And as you look around the apartment, you can see that Jade is got a got a smile on her face. She's excited to see you. She's usually excited to see you every night when you wake. What's something heavy that you were probably using? as one of your art pieces that she has clubbed this man over the head with. Was it like that antique sewing machine thing that I got? That was so cool. Uh, what kind of antique sewing? Imagine what this is. Cause when I think of an antique sewing machine, like those ones that are in the tables that fold down and use the foot pedal. to. Yeah. What if it was just like a cool old phone, like an antique phone? Like one that plugs into the wall. It's got one of those rotary phones. Yeah, those things are weird. So she just kind of like clubbed this guy over the head with the receiver of it, and he's knocked out. Says, good evening. How how you doing? You got a little fucking jersey in there. Hey. I, I thought what, you might be hungry. What the fuck? Like, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I just, you know, I, I was worried you might be hungry. So I figured I would, and she gestures to the man, I figured I'd, you know, have a little something to eat ready for you when you got up. Okay, like, number one, that's really sweet. But, like, you can't just club people in my fucking apartment. Like, this is, this is like a no-kill zone or whatever, like, most of the time. Sorry, I, I thought I was thought I was helping. No, like you totally like it it's okay, like it's helpful and stuff, but like who is this person? Like listen, Art already told me like I can't get in trouble and like you can't get in trouble because if you get in trouble, I get in trouble. This seems like trouble. She she looks a little upset that she is being yelled at and she's like I uh I, I met him on Tinder earlier tonight and invited him over. I think he thought he was going to get lucky. I think his name... Hold on. And she pulls out her phone, pulls through a thing. His name's Troy? Honestly, I don't care what his name is, but, like, what if he told someone that he was coming here? Did you even, like, think about that? Like, then we'll have, like, the cops or something and that, oh, my God, my fucking dad. Like, no. This is a new place. We're not moving again. Sorry. It's okay. 
we'll drug him and dump him in an alley or something. Like maybe, or maybe you should just sleep with him. I don't, I don't know. Do like, fuck. I mean, I think, he is cute. I could. If you think that'll help. It honestly might. Like, I don't even know. I feel like, I feel like I have to call art. Cause like he will know what I'm supposed to do here. And like, I, 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 I don't know what to do. I don't want to kill the guy. Like I'm kind of a little hungry, but like, I still don't, we can't like, what if they go through his cell phone records and they see that he was talking to you on Tinder and that you invited him over here. Yes. I didn't think about that. You have to start watching more like CSI and stuff. Okay. We talked about like that, that you will learn from TV. Okay. Um, I mean, okay. I love you. It's okay. It's fine. I love you. We're just no more, no more surprise guys. Okay. Like in the apartment. Okay. Like this is our space. Don't let anybody else in here. So, all right. I, I mean, you're letting him get cold. Is he dead? Oh no. I didn't hit him that hard. Okay, I'm just like picking, taking my phone out, walking over to the guy, like eyeballing him, scrolling, doing a dial for art, maybe like stick my finger in the blood and just do like a lick as I'm like dialing. Uh, he tastes good. He tastes, uh, you can taste a little bit of of alcohol in his blood as though they had been doing a little bit of day drinking, maybe a couple of shots to loosen him up. Um, and to be honest, he tastes a little horny. Hot. And he is kind of like fit too. So I'm just like, um, uh, like you, I think this guy really likes you. She blushes a little bit. like, really? Okay. And then she comes over and stands like, see, and looks at him and is all like, well, maybe it wouldn't be so bad. Yeah, but seriously, how did you, like, how did you even knock him out? Like, you're so tiny and he's so, like, fit. Look at those muscles. She shrugs and she's still got the receiver for the phone. And I was like, is that really easy? Like, he was just sitting there. I was going to get us another drink. And I was like, well, you know, I'm having some drinks. I'm a little hungry. And I was like, well, you're probably going to be a little hungry. And then I just looked at him and I saw his, you know, he's watching the TV. And then I just had the idea that maybe, you know, you would want something when you woke up. So I just I came up and wham, and she makes a hitting motion into her hand. Sick. <laughs> that is awesome. But, like, we can't do that. Sure. We can, like, I don't know, maybe put him on the ground and you can say that he tripped or fell or something. I don't know. Whenever Art answers, I'm just going to ask him like, what is the best like situation? What am I supposed to do here? Because I, I I feel like the guy would know like I was drinking, and then all of a sudden I was knocked out. Like that's that's a thing. Oh, you just tell him that uh, you tripped and dropped the phone on the back of his head. He'll he'll understand. How much? Like, were you listening? Like, I didn't even hear you answer. Well, yes, because I was listening. Okay, but like, do you think this guy will believe that? Should we drug him? Okay, so your bite is drug enough. 
if you have uh, ability like like Jimbo has to tell him to forget, he'll forget. Or you just you look really good along with your um, your ghoul, and you let that nature take its course. He will not say anything. He'll be weak. He'll be addled. But he is boy. He is already thinking, or was already thinking, of something else entirely. Look, this happens all the time to fledglings. You just have to remember. You are the predator. You control the situation, so control the situation. He has bump on head. He still feels horny. You have good time. You have a snack. And you, you learn from this mistake and you move on. And if things get too crazy and he dies, call me back. I'll take care of it. Okay, thanks. Love you. I will talk to you later. And that's like a good idea because he's cute. Okay, love you. Bye. And bye-bye. Okay, so crazy sex party out of control. That's what we're going for. She's like, all right. She gets a a smile and a look on her face. She starts... uh, she starts getting undressed as I imagine you go in for the, the little bit of a, a nibble. Yes. Okay. She's into watching you feed on this dude. Like the whole, the biting, the blood, the licking, all of it. And then you move him to her bedroom and set up, you know, crazy sex stuff. Yeah, and like get changed because I have to be in something like super cute and slutty too. Like, oh, this is amazing. I know it's gonna work. Oh, and we should take some pictures, like you know, blackmaily style. Him. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna make a note here for Troy showing back up at some point is totally not Jade's boyfriend. <laughs> Troy toy. You know what that boy toy Troy. Ah, <laughs> uh, cool, Jimmy. Without Carol's influence hanging over your head and your heart, how has your night-to-night changed? How much have you been working on your car? So Jimmy has been working on his car a good bit. Uh, but his night-to-night has also changed. Um, he has been actually going to Elysium more often to network and try and make friends and influence or whatever of the frequent goers of Elysium try and get some contacts you know listen to rumors figure out what's going on in and around this city he didn't do that before because he cared more about Carol Um, but he's also more ambitious overall he wants to step up to the plate and actually meet expectations um which, while that does leave less work on his car, he's actually somehow getting more money. So he can actually buy the parts instead of just making sure the bolts are tight properly and doing timing of the engine and you know making sure you know, just the small itty-bitty tweaks. Instead, he's actually... You know, it, sh- it should be done in, like soon. Super exciting. Yeah. He also had a, a meet with uh, the Barons, mm-hmm. which uh, went okay. Uh, 
Jimmy needed to make sure that all the barons there knew he meant business. Jimmy was going to protect his domain and specifically pointed out um, Abishai, telling him that if he sees any more of his rats around here, he's going to tie their tails together and throw them on a power line like a pair pair of shoes. I bet that went over very well. Uh, yeah, the other barons took it more as rude talking to another baron that way. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, however, Peter seemed to offer, um, if I need goods or any, if I need goods, there is a lieutenant that I can talk to. And uh, Jimmy informs Art that if we need any an inn or connections with Peter or any goods in whatever Peter works in, then there's our inn or a connection. Or I guess that'd be a broker. I will make a note. Sounds good. Cool. Moving along. Art, Summer made the the intonation that... I don't know if intonation is the right word, but I'm fucking leaving it. Uh, That she wanted to have a little bit of a private conversation with you. Uh, Was this still that same night, or did you guys set up another separate night to have this conversation? It would have been another night. Okay. So she comes down to visit. She's wearing like a... Kind of like a, a nicer band music shirt with a uh, with a nice little blazer and some nice pants, like cleaned up really well and clearly either is required to always look nice or has more or less pulled herself around to to try and look nice for herself. Um do you guys have her. do you guys have this meeting at the mall or do you set it up for somewhere else? We would go elsewhere. Anywhere in particular? It would be one of the places where um, it is like wine bar. It is very dark. Uh, All of the booths are private. Nobody ever comes by. It's one of those places that Nosferatu like to go when they want to not be seen, but be seen. So totally not Nikki Blaine's then? No, of course not. Nothing like Nikki Blaine's. Uh, okay. So you guys have a little private room. Yes. Okay. Um, this is. Thanks for for seeing me. I figured we might uh we might need to have a private conversation after. I don't know. But... After everything. Yes, I agree. Um. So I guess thanks for not killing me even though I ended up dead? Yes. I I spared you and your life was taken anyway but you were given something else in return. How does it feel? Well, an adjustment as I'm sure you know. I, uh, I didn't know what to do that night so I ran back to one of the places that I worked for for Carol and I tried to clean up some stuff uh, 
I had been kind of familiar about some of the stuff that she was doing. She had me keeping eyes on people and that, and I knew a little bit about this society that I, I find myself a part of now. Um, I knew that she had something she was holding over you, and I managed to get rid of that, the, this destroy that. Um, I, I guess technically I I should owe you, but like I don't know. This is weird. It is weird. However, yes, Carol did have something over my head, and you have gotten rid of that. So anything that you would have owed me, I consider uh, paid, repaid. So I do not wish you to worry about that. Well, that's a weight off my shoulders a little bit. It's... I thought it was a lot before, but it's it's a lot more now, and I uh, feel like everybody is always looking at me with what I am doing. Because they are. Um, Coco, you met her. You know her. She is under the same kind of uh, magnoscope. No, microscope. That's the word. She is also watched very closely because... In this exclusive club that we are in, we have to be very careful with our actions. We cannot made to be seen that we are so much more than what we seem. I have it easy. I just have to stay out of sight. Sometimes I wish I could just stay out of sight. Well, that is a possibility. As you know, the Nosferatu do have a method of doing so. By fading from sight of... Uh, average person. We just fade away. We're not there, even though we are there. Masters of the art can look like something else or someone else entirely. There's a magical, mystical, wonderful thing. Kind of like how I can do some of the stuff that I do. Yes, exactly. One thing that is uh, not often spoken enough spoken about but well known is that each of us have different powers of the blood but we can share those powers usually it is a form of favor trading so you are new and I like you and I feel somewhat responsible for you because they did not kill you that night I will make you offer I will teach you how to become invisible. So when you are feeling overwhelmed, you can just fade from view and take your moment and decide what you are going to do next. And I, I know how this works. So, And in return? In return, I will learn a thing or two about your powers of the blood, I think. Well, I have to warn you, I'm not, not very good, but... <laughs> Neither am I, so I suppose we shall discover this together, shall we not? Uh, sure. And you guys seal the little deal that you make having a moment, very intimate moment, one of the most intimate things that a vampire can do, and drinking from each other. Yes. You guys have further conversation. 
you may have liked Summer before, but through the rest of the conversation, she's a very bright and upcoming young woman. Hopefully, with a little bit of guidance from somebody that is uh, more subtle and manipulative like you are, uh, an up-and-coming kindred as well. Uh, in further meetings that you have set up, you've also managed to set up a meeting with Winifred, the La Sombra that is in town. Yes, indeed. I imagine this is another night and another time, but probably a very similar place. Yes, it would be. It is one of those places that simply does not have any electronic surveillance, so neither one of us has to play by our usual rules. Kind of let the hair down, if I had any. <laughs> uh, she comes with Dawn. They are dressed much more casually, almost in like biker's leathers, um, as one would do with riding of motorcycles for protection from road rash. Not that she really needs it being a vampire, but you know, keeps up appearances. The two of them come in, they sit down. I presume that you are there ahead of them just because that's the kind that, of person it seems like Art is. That is how I am, yes. Dawn has, orders a drink, brings something in from the bar with her, a little bit of snacks, uh, sits down and just kind of lounges back, drinking on her, her drink. Uh, and Winifred sits across from you, and there's a tense moment of silence as she is eyeing you up and down. You you called us here for a reason. So what's the what can I do for you tonight? Uh, do you recall a big hullabaloo that happened at the Elysium uh, with the with the raising of the new kindred, the uh, the new ventral girl? You remember this? So I was there. We were both there. That's where we met for the first time. Sort of, yes. It was. Uh, you, you are aware of the events that led to this, the uh, the hunt for for uh, the Ventrue Bradley Kelly. Yes. Sorry, Missy. We'll get to you. We we'll you pumpkin out of here. We got two things to cover for you. Um. So I've I've been informed of some of the ongoings of the domain before we got here. What about it? Well. It goes back to you saying that uh, Elysium was the first time we met, because I don't believe it was. The two of them look at each other. Don's like, oh yeah? I believe you were at the club that night, at the miniature Elysium that uh, Carol Jackson held, the dearly departed former Harpy. Don rolls her eyes. Ugh. Yes, that reaction is... Will received across the city. Winifred asks, what proof do you have? I failed to see where you're going with this. There is a man who once said that absence of evidence is not evidence of absence, which is true. Is this man you? It was not. The man who said that was much more terrible than I could ever be. But... Of course, since I was there that night, then me being Nosferatu, I like to send my little handshakes to let the other members of the clan know I am there. And one of them caught something very curious. 
an absence, a very particular absence, one that is centralized around Clan La Sombra. Kind of purses her lips for a moment, turns her head to Dawn, who sticks a mozzarella stick in her mouth and shrugs like, wow. Good choice. He raises his hands. I am not here to make accusations. I did genuinely want to meet with you because despite my my rugged good looks, I am not much of people person and I am trying to break out of that shell. But also because I like to do my research and I have learned many things about your clan since we met. One thing in particular, and I wanted to ask little favor, as it would be of great benefit to me. I have heard of ritual in which you are able to turn bodies to ash, and they just sweep away in the wind. That it is gateway to seeing powers and knowledge of a plane other than the one in which we exist. I wish to know about this. Dawn pulls uh, the other half of the mozzarella stick away from her mouth, big string of cheese, and her eyes are just big, enjoying this this interesting conversation. And Winifred will speak up. You're talking of some, some necromancy stuff. I am. Well, I regret to inform you, I'm not very skilled in the arts of the necromancies. However, it is true that my blood does carry powers connected to other realms and the shadows in the room will start to darken and cast over her Art's eyes go a little wide but not with fear like interest you know I've only felt this one time before she'll hold out her hand and do like the a little bit of contact juggling with the one hand and it's just the shadows play over it and move around. Um, and she'll look to Dawn and Dawn is like, all right, fine. And it takes more concentration from her, but shadows will also play around her as well. It's a minor skill that I'm familiar with, or at least of what I'm willing to show you for the moment. You have shown me plenty so far. This is something I have great interest in learning more about. And if you would will it, I would like to undertake this journey together to learn more about the secrets of these shadow realms. Turns to look at her compatriot, turns to look at Dawn, whose shrug says, your blood, do what you want with it. Art's been watching this exchange between the two with undisguised interest. He's learning so much. Yeah. He's making notes. She's like, all right. And she unsnaps her, uh, her like biker jacket, pulls, uh, pulls her shirt to the side, picks up some napkins from off the table and invites you to come over as she leans back, puts the napkins kind of like half stuffed into her shirt to, so that you don't get her blood all over it and bears her neck for you. Art's going to come over 
and he'll get close. And to his credit, he actually smells neutral right now. He doesn't have that overly fleshy rot that you get when you eat a lot of meat. It's like he, he took proper care. But as he gets close, he says, thank you for this. I am very interested to see what knowledge that we will be able to find. And with his nasty-ass, crooked, terrible Nosferatu fangs, he will be as clean as he possibly can and like not try to tear her throat out because that is kind of his feeding style. Kind of rude. Yeah. As you are drinking, the blood will taste cold. Like ice water that is the glass is all ice with just enough water to come to the top of it and delicious obviously and as you are drinking dawn picks up another mozzarella stick says that's hot and starts eating it transition- she a lot go sorry ahead. go ahead no no you're good i was gonna transition over to missy so i can get yep. her out of here go for it cool uh Two quick things, Missy, before you are free to go and be depumpkined. Mm-hmm. All right. You find yourself at a New Year's party with presumably Raven, Coco, maybe even Jimmy and uh, Jimmy and Art. Mm-hmm. Um, but you see her again, the woman in the yellow dress, the young woman who's 22-ish, maybe. Looks like a college kid, but you get a a better look at her this time. She has glasses. There's a few visible like birthmarks or blemishes on her skin. She could probably stand to lose a few pounds. And the two of you bump into each other in the crowd in one of those situations. Like, oh, oh. And she looks at you, and you can see that she recognizes you from somewhere. She stammers for a moment, and then turns and walks quickly away from the rest from you and whoever you are there floating around with looking very nervous uh try to stop her move to to follow her sure um just calling out like hey you know no just kind of reaching out and trying to grab her arm sure you shoulder check through a person or two and uh-huh. you will get a hold of her arm and she looks back shocked as looks at you like God. Missy looks a little confused, like she's not quite sure what she's doing either here. Uh, wh- who are you? I, I. Why do I think I know you? I don't know. I I don't know you. I don't know you. What? She tries I, to wiggle out of your hands. Chip let go as long but if she goes to move again she'll grab again um, but where do you think you know me from she looks down does that thing where you well not so much a little kid for you but like where you catch a little kid and they just kind of like shuffle their feet for a moment i don't know it's just you seem real familiar and i don't even know why i'm here and i just and it just i don't know i think for a moment missy like forgets and thinks this forget she's at a party with other kindred and she thinks this is a as a kind but then realizes it can't be she must also be kindred to be here so she has to be like her right um 
when you grabbed her, she felt warm and alive, and she is breathing and blinking. I don't... Uh, there's probably a bunch of kind at this party, mm-hmm. not like a kindred exclusive event. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the only kindred would be people that you know, or something like that. It's like a, a New Year's get-together, which I don't even know. Do you think that they're at this party with you? The rest of the group? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so they're floating around somewhere. Um, I don't think she's going to be subtle. I think she's going to whip her phone out and quickly take a pic of this person. She looks shocked. There's like, I, and you catch like you know part of her hand in the thing. Um, I I should just go. Well, at least tell me your name. Kendra. Is she, that a question? Are you not sure? No, that's. And she's like, yes, that's that's my name. She re- uh, reasserts herself that, that, yes, her name is Kendra. All right, well, next time we bump into each other, Kendra, maybe you'll figure out where you know me from. And Missy's going to turn away and start texting to Art and sending the picture. Need to know who this is. First name, Kendra. Thumbs up. Can't imagine where that is going to take you guys. Mm-mm. And then moving on to the last month before season two opens six months later. Missy, how is this new job that you've been doing for the prince been going? It's been going pretty good. The prince has been very patient and educating Missy. And whenever she has to go and deliver news to the Baron, she always saves Jimbo for last. So he's the last to know. <laughs> well, yeah, it's because this way you're just going to hang out with Jimbo anyway, right? No, <laughs> not at all. Um, I mean, even Abishai comes before Jimbo. Wow. Yeah. You are occasionally also tasked with delivering messages to other non-Baron kindred in the city. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, as people become accustomed to you doing this, occasionally you are told by other kindred that, hey, so-and-so owes me a boon. And just kind of like hey, pass it along to, uh, to the two that worked for Carol, whose names off the top of my head that I forget, but I will totally look. And I would know in my education from the Prince that I should do the that I should pass that yeah, information absolutely. along. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Then yeah, because she it, will take notes and make sure she writes that all down. Yeah. Um. In a memo app on her phone. Yeah, there is a uh, Iago Cavallero, who is a Ventru, that is one of the one of the Harpy's talons. But now that there is no Harpy, they are kind of splitting things. Okay. And there is Jessica Freitag, Freitag, F R E I T A G, who is a Malkavian, who is old, like late seventies. <laughs> um, that are the two people that are trying to coordinate boons and stuff that you get involved with and talk to. And, and of course, in addition to the Prince, so you have a little bit of a, your fang on the pulse as it were. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's been going great. I think there's only one, one of the barons. She, when she goes to, it's always very tense, even though he's always been polite. He's always, it's always very tense for her. She, it's a weird feeling when she goes there but she does her job. 
Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Coco. Yeah. How have you been getting your blood? It's been a couple of months now. Mostly from like the clubs, like, and even that Tinder thing kind of did work out. But like, we've refined the process now. The two, you go out, hit up a club, meet some sexy people, you know. Yeah, and it's always so much easier when you have a um, not a co-pilot. What do the boomers call it? Wingman. That's it. Yes. Uh, cool. So you're just hitting up the clubs, partying, getting these mortals drunk or high, and then just having yourself a little sip. Uh, I mean, like, I don't mean to brag, but like, they usually ask me after a party. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like, I don't need to get them anything. They're like doing that on their own. Well, you don't mean to brag, so. (laughs) Just saying. Do you and Eddie double date with Jade and Troy? I mean, yeah, it's kind of a thing. You know, why wouldn't I take my best friends? That's wonderful and terrible. I feel sorry for Troy. No, you don't. He's having the time of his life, like, for real. Yeah, like, the the four of you go out, get, you know, get drinks, and then, you know, you totally don't drink his blood. Totally don't. <laughs> you totally do. Um, do you feed from Jade often, or is she kind of hands off, or fangs off, as the case may be? Do I feed from Jade often? Well, like, every once in a while, we kind of, like... Go on like a little mini bender, but like I know that that's not like a good thing. So like sometimes, yeah, just Give. like she gets some something good, like you know. Yeah, yeah, to have a little taste of whatever she's tasting. Yes. Because given that you've accidentally killed a couple of people by drinking them to death, you don't want to take that risk with Jade. Oh, I self-control meditation has been helping. Have you killed anybody in the last six months? Not on purpose. So, yes. Okay, so it was like an accident. We were up partying, like, obviously all night, like usual. And it had been like a couple nights in a row. And I just like, I got out of hand. There was some like go fast drugs in like somebody's system. And then just like kind of got me all amped up. You know what I mean? And I was just like, fucking go, go, go. It was, it was a problem. Whoops. Things happen. Cool. Jimmy, a site has been slated for your new karaoke bar place. Permits are being worked on. Construction is supposed to begin soon. Is this... On the site of the old place? Is he in the mall somewhere else freestanding? Is it the same owners as the previous place? Jimmy wanted it at the mall. Mm -hmm. But then he realized he can still have a karaoke night at the mall. And then he can have another location. So you can have another karaoke night there. And the Russians still haven't gotten back to him for the other karaoke night. They're working on it. They better. Um... So, the old location was 
good. Um, the owners were fine, but hmm, I'm wonder. I'm wondering. Hmm, yeah, no, these same owners, same owners, same place. Sounds about right. Just rebuilt and a little bit more modern. Yeah, they pro- put the they put uh, better like gas testing or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, to make sure it doesn't explode again. It's whatever the you know, uh, similar alarms like, but instead of carbon monoxide, it tests for uh, what would it be called? Um, natural gas. Cool. Then the final thing, it's for art. I've been very busy over the past six months with everything that's going on, setting up meetings, Winifred, with Summer, with the Prince, with the Barons, with everything else. But you've had some time to really make some progress with Walter's data. I'm going to ask for the singular role of the evening and for you to make a hacking and intelligence role to see how much you can get out of Walter's stuff. Uh, what's the modifier? Plus one? Yes, yeah, plus one for a specialty. All right. Four on seven. Cool. Note made. What is the area of all of his data that you start digging through first? Obviously, all of the stuff like his financial setups and that kind of thing has all been things that you've worked on surface level stuff to make sure that the businesses he had under his control are still functioning to make sure that nothing is going to immediately collapse now that he's not here and now this is time that was the appetizer this this is the juicy steak ah i love biting into this kind of meat so juicy and sweet all right i remember the calendar and the uh Dates that corresponded with the Elysiums and when they started. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go through the data that is just fresh from this encryption around the first Elysium of the new prince of the city when uh, when our previous city sire disappeared. I want to see what caused Walter to start the tenting. So you know beforehand, some of your digging, some of your questioning, some of your just Nosferatu-ness, that he would go to occasional, uh, air quotes, mandatory Elysiums. But after the changeover in management, we'll say, when the new prince took her position, he began to attain. Uh, uh, he began to attend them on the regular. You, um, sorry, words. Um, what is it specifically you would like to know about his attendance, just to make sure that it is consistent after that time, or is there something? I want to see what notes he has prior to that, because right now the sense that Art is getting is that Walter and the Prince made a deal and he's trying to figure out if the prince is financing this part of the city as payment for services that Walter has rendered. Because he couldn't have been a couch baron all of his life, just as long as Art's known him. 
cool. So you're going to be able to look and a little bit before there was a period of turmoil, right? Before the prince officially took over her position because the previous prince had gone missing and then it was like, oh no, what's going on? And then the machinations that she was presumably working or, you know, someone who is paranoid and into secrets and would totally do exactly the same thing of disposing a previous ruler, but have already made plans to have alliances set up. You will notice that there has been a renovations at the mall that have found their way into uh, Arthur's notes. Uh, Let me Google a thing real quick. Come on, computer. Unless you have the name of a construction company off the top of your head. Um, just the one that's an end joke. The Guadalajara and Handyman? Yes. I mean, did they have an actual business or were they just the Guadalajara and Handyman? Um, I would say it would be um, Guadalajara Northeast. Construction company. I would say GE for short, but that might get us a copyright strike from General Electric. <laughs> Um, we'll call it Huertas Construction. Oh, yes, hold on. So apparently, uh, the Mithril Mage's business generator website does not have a uh, construction thing. It's got like hotels, some motels, hobbies, sports, pharmacies, drugs, publishers, but not uh, not construction. So let's see if. And I apologize. I should have had this created beforehand. You didn't know what questions I was going to ask. I mean, this is a, a plot point that I had in mind, so... Well, fantastic. Then you should have. All right. I'm going to skip it. I'm just going to say that you get the name, because this website is dragging its ass. Um, something simple, like R&R Re- Construction, or Smith & Sons, or... <laughs> um, so you dig up a name the most impactful thing that had been happening here around that time is there was some remodeling on the mall and i believe this was pre or right around the time of jimmy's embrace something like that his embrace was around the time the new prince took over right uh a little after yeah so right around that it's something you can talk to jimmy about down down the line maybe he'll remember and you get the name of this construction company, uh, which will come up later, I am sure, and I will have it prepared. In addition to doing work actually on the mall, and you can find some records and invoices of that kind of thing, you can also find out where just money seemed to come into his bank account. Is there a follow-up question that you would like to ask before you have to do more roles as we get into Season 2? I feel this question will require the role, but will I be able to trace those accounts? Uh, yeah, the account that uh, just gets some money siphoned into is just one of Walter's like shell accounts that you can work with Ryan and come up on like you know here's here's this that the other thing. Um, it's a very small ongoing payment that comes from different accounts, but it's fairly regular. It's 
you know, two, three thousand dollars, uh, enough to pay rent on, and that may even be what it is, uh, flagged down there is like a, a rent payment for an address that, as you look, it doesn't exist. It's the same, uh, same street address as Walter's building, but the apartment number that it's attached to doesn't exist. So he was getting a an ongoing payment from the prince, a small amount, not like a huge bribe, but enough to to start some things rolling when you don't necessarily need all of the things that people who actually need jobs do. Um, you can dig a bit more into the work. Uh, might take a little bit more actual time as you have to go into the find the records for the mall find out where these things were as to where they did their remodels and dig into that to see where and what they were working on. But stuff like taking a, it's described as taking a large storefront and making it into two smaller storefronts. So it's like, okay, something happened there. Let's, let's see what their records say. Let's see what's actually in the mall. Let's, let's do a little bit more work, but you have a lead and a thread that you can start just kind of slowly pulling on to see what unravels as once again, Nosferatu are prone to doing clan compulsion. It's a, it's a hell of a drug, isn't it? It is the sweetest nectar. With that being said, I believe we are getting ready for season two to start sometime in the near future, unless there's anything else that you guys want to do as part of these montages. I don't think I have anything else. Uh, Just the thing that's mentioned at the bottom of the sheet, but I don't know if we want to do that now or... Uh, We'll do that when it actually starts up. Okay. Cool. With that being said, thank you guys for coming and helping me montage through all of this stuff and getting excited for season two and the crazy shit you're going to get up to. <laughs> Can't wait to see what happens. Only the bestest of things. Oh, we're going to fuck everything up so bad. Yes. Of course. Already started to fuck everything up. It's wonderful. We're wonderful. I mean, you are wonderful, which unfortunately is now on recording. So, but hey, now it's preserved forever that I said it once, and that's the only time you're going to get it out of me. It's all right. <laughs> it's been immortalized. I'll be sure to add it to every episode of season two. Oh, no. All right. Thank you guys for listening, and thank you guys for participating, and we will see you season two, episode one. Bye. Soon. Bye. Bye.